0: Welcome to the So You're Moving to Tampa Bay podcast. Get the information you need to help make Tampa Bay your new home. Iris Green, realtor with Keller Williams and Trisha Hirschfeld, military spouse and executive assistant for Military Homebase shed light on all you need to know for your move to Tampa Bay. From expenses to savings and from fun to facts, Trish and Iris are delivering all the dirty details. Everybody, it's Trish and... and Iris, and we are here to talk about your commute. Yes, conundrum, commute, commute conundrum. conundrum. Yep, that's a big word. <laughs> <laughs> Not one used very often, but commute confusion, commute challenge. Yeah. So we talked about unexpectedly expensive in our last episode, yes. and one of the things that came up was the cost of commuting so let's kind of talk about the different options you have for your commute with the tampa bay area it is more about traffic than distance yes that contributes to your commute time you're going to want to make sure you understand what the traffic patterns look like for wherever you decide to land in the tampa bay area to make sure that you can get to where you need to be In a timely fashion or in a way that is amenable to you. Let's put it that way. (laughs) We've talked about time, time square footage and money. Only one of those can take priority when you live here. Yeah. Mine was square footage. And square footage meant that Trish had to compromise. Well, Trish's husband had to compromise on his commute time. Yes. And fortunately, they did not have to compromise on money because you were able to purchase very affordably outside of the city. Yes. Yes,
1: we did. We went more suburban Mm -hmm. and new construction so the combination of those two were very helpful
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) and we do talk about new construction um, whether newer is better or not for your situation in episode three but let's talk a little bit about the commute because i gotta say tampa is beautiful particularly south tampa and other parts of north tampa Mm -hmm. there really isn't an ugly place to live here i mean it's, it's beautiful sunshine Oh, well, until three o'clock. <laughs> then the, then the <laughs> and the rolling. rainy season. Yeah, and the rainy season. I love the rainy season. I
1: mean, it's not bad. And it's, it's less, and it maybe a little more humid, but it's less You still get that breeze of cool air and it feels amazing. Yeah, I don't get the breeze of cool air where I am. I'm further (laughs) inland than Trisha's,
0: so (laughs) no breeze for us. But let's talk a little, well, South Tampa is beautiful, but it's pricey. Yes. So a lot of people relocating into the area tend to gravitate towards outside of the city Mm because their dollar goes further, but so does the commute. They are in their cars a lot more. So what we're going to talk about today are the different commute options you have. Have crosstown expressways, yeah. Veterans Expressway. Um, those are the first ones that come on. And now, Trish, does your your husband still works on base mm-hmm. and he, he uses the crosstown, right? Yes, he's selling to sell in beginning to end. He takes the whole thing in the expressway. And that costs, I know when my husband was doing it, it was about $120 a month. Yes, I get banged
1: about every 10
0: days, $25 being added to the <laughs> Sun (laughs) SunPass. So let's talk about SunPass because Florida has a lot of expressways and SunPass is like the universal tool used to use the expressways and kind of just breeze through the toll booths. You pay for it just so you know (laughs) you're not skipping the tolls but it's the SunPass is something you definitely want to invest in when you get here because even if you don't use it for one of the expressways to commute you might decide you know when you're exploring Florida you might accidentally get on a toll road which I admit I have done without realizing what I was doing
1: (laughs) GPS, the GPS is here. Don't alert you of a toll road. I mean, it's an automatic stretch. Uh, in DC, it would always tell us like, Hey, this is going to be a toll road. Do you want to take it? But it's so normal for Florida for here at least, to take toll roads that I don't get alerts.
0: I get the alerts, but it's usually after I'm already on the on (laughs) rail. No, no, I have never, never I get on. I was, the first time I was on it and I was
1: like, oh, this is going to be so much faster. And then all of a sudden I see these toll signs saying that I'm going to be paying toll by plate if I don't have the sun pass. And I'm like, oh. And that's well, thanks, more genius. expensive. Yeah, that's
0: more expensive. <laughs> so the, the Sun Pass is the toll tool that you should invest in. It's like five bucks. Yeah. Right. And it's a sticker that goes in your car that the cameras automatically read. So you're gonna want to make sure that you keep your window clean of love yes. bugs and all the other <laughs> bugs great. Yeah. yeah, love bugs are a real thing here. We're gonna get into that in another yeah. episode. But you wanna make sure your window's kept clean where that transponder is so you don't get charged the photo fee. But I will say it automatically recharges. You set it up with your credit card or your bank account, so mm-hmm. it'll automatically replenish. Yeah. And just be mindful. Sometimes I have gotten double When you don't update your information. When I didn't update, <laughs> yeah. So you're going to want to manage it just like you would any other yes. auto debit. Definitely worth it to get the Sun Pass. You can get them almost at any gas station or grocery store. Oh
1: yeah, I got ours from Publix.
0: Yeah. And I know we had gotten ours at a Wawa, I believe. So the one for my daughter's car. So it's worth it. I would even suggest if you have, in our case, we have three vehicles. My, mm-hmm. my daughter has one. Even though she doesn't go on the toll roads, I do borrow her car. So we got her one as well. So we didn't get stuck with those additional fees. So that takes care of the expressways if you want to drive. But what if you don't want to drive? Well, there's heart.
1: Mm-hmm. So you can park and ride. So you can leave your car at a designated spot. And your husband did that, right? He did, yes. And it was amazing for the short period of time that he did do that.
0: (laughs) Why did he only do it a short period of time?
1: He just does not like strangers. He doesn't (laughs) want to sit on a bus with people he doesn't know. He doesn't want to sit on a bus with anybody, really. And it was just, if there was an emergency, he couldn't leave. He was was stranded. And we lived further away. We weren't, you know, a quick ride to home. We were, you know, a good... 45 minutes to an hour mm-hmm. drive. Right. So if there was an emergency and he, he couldn't get to us, that was another issue. I, other than that, he just, he preferred to drive. He liked the solitude.
0: So my husband took the shuttle, like we call it the shuttle. It was the park and ride. My husband took it. He also worked on base. He was active duty at the time. It was short-lived, <laughs> but it was short-lived for different reasons. So he, what he loved about it was he got to avoid dealing with the drivers directly. He could put on a podcast or he could put on an audiobook mm-hmm. and just zone out. And it was a nice decompressed time between work and home. So he didn't have to take up that decompressed time right. once he got home. But the challenge was on base and maybe it's gotten better. I haven't heard that, but maybe <laughs> it has gotten better. Transportation is not fantastic if you don't have a vehicle. So my husband would do his doctor's appointments. So he would take the shuttle in, then he would do his doctor's appointments. He would go to the gym. He'd do everything he needed to do on base and sometimes... Hit the grocery store, which also was difficult, with the shuttle. (laughs) Hit the commissary and then come home. Well, his solution to getting around on base was a bicycle. Now, my husband is 220 pounds of muscle and bicycles are not large. It didn't go well. Let's just wait (laughs) that It didn't go well. The seat was uncomfortable. We have thunderstorms in the afternoon. Yeah. And he sweats like crazy. So the bicycle (laughs) went to base and I never saw it again. I know he started taking his car to base. I don't know if he gave it away or if it's still sitting in its sitting somewhere. The, well, I don't think he would leave it in a ditch, but it's entirely possible it's still in the bike rack. Oh. <laughs> and it's been nine years. So oh um, no, seriously, he probably gave it away or threw it in a dumpster in frustration. But the point is the on-base transportation may not be conducive to your schedule if you take the shuttle or you might not like people. But you should definitely give it a try and see if it's a fit for what you're working for uh, or what you're looking for. One of the other options that I didn't know about, and I know, Trish, you didn't know about until we talked about it earlier, is the Tampa Bay Regional Transit Authority has a van pool. And the van pool is basically a group of up to 15 commuters. There has to be a minimum of five. And these are people that regularly travel to and from work. It's a leased vehicle from Enterprise. It's about 24 to 54 miles each way is the average commute time to and from work. And um, it's a public-private partnership. So Enterprise takes care of the vehicles, insurance, maintenance, repairs, billing, and the, the support for the group. And then the Tampa Bay Transit Authority actually does a $400 monthly subsidy per vehicle. Wow. Yes. So the idea is to incentivize you the commuter to use the van pool. It alleviates traffic. I mean if you've got 15 people that's 15 vehicles. Right. Well, 14 vehicles off the road. So the fee that you pay it's actually based on the distance to work, how many people are in the van pool, and then what gases and, and what tolls are based right. on where you live. So, this might be a great option if you work in an office building, if you work on base, somebody in the group takes responsibility. There's an actual application process that you can go through. And I believe, I believe you can go on base. To discuss becoming or applying to become, or right. see if there's a man pool. Yeah, so you just have to ask about the transportation incentive program on base. That
1: would have been really neat because I mean, we know probably five military families that lived out by us, and my mom and that probably could have used this.
0: Well, and you could have taken advantage of the four hundred dollar monthly stipend. I mean, yep. that would have saved significantly and been a budget enhancer. Right. <laughs> So um, one of the negatives that came out with this was what happens if there's an emergency at home? Yes. Yeah, because I know that's why you said Gage stopped using the shuttles. One
1: of the the reasons.
0: (laughs) One of the reasons. (laughs) Um, Well, so here's something to consider. They also have what's called the Emergency Ride Home Program. And what that is, is it makes sure you're not stranded if there's an emergency. So you basically, they'll provide reimbursement for up to four cab rides a year. That meet wow. the emergency ride program guideline.
1: That's amazing. Yep.
0: So I think that's pretty cool. I mean, I'm really of everything. Well, we hope you only get four years. So let's <laughs> hope you're not, you're not <laughs> we emergency prone households. Excuse talk about it. Okay, you and I kind of discussed it earlier, this is the fantasy imagination one that is in the works, but not really. We've been talking about it. I've been hearing about it since we moved here in 2011. Trish, when did you first hear about it? Um,
1: probably a year after we had lived here, there was a petition going around in mm-hmm. the social media groups in our area. Oh, right? yeah for military families. And it was just, I think I signed like six or seven different ones.
0: It was a hot topic. So what we're talking about is the high-speed ferry. And what was going to happen is there's a huge military population in Apollo Beach, Wamama, Ruskin, Brandon, Mm -hmm. Fishhawk, even Sun City. So there is a, a hope that they could implement a high-speed ferry system where government civilians, contractors, and active duty personnel could actually park their vehicles in an Apollo Beach parking lot, which is not built, and take a ferry to the marina on McDill Air Force Base.
1: Would have been phenomenal.
0: Yes. It wouldn't take vehicles. It would only take people. But imagine how many cars that would take off the roads.
1: Right.
0: Yeah. So that is still in the work. It's gained and lost momentum with an ebb and flow.
1: (laughs) With the military coming (laughs) in and out.
0: Yeah. So don't buy a house or rent a house with the expectation that this is ever gonna happen. But it could. And if it does, it could be a it could be a boon to our area. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially our our military and government, civilian and contractor community for our commute time. And that of course spills over into everybody else. So there's that. And then also there's the Cross Bay Ferry, which has already been implemented, but is currently on hold because of COVID-19. And that actually runs from the St. Pete waterfront to downtown Tampa. That is an active ferry. It does not move vehicles. It moves people. But what's nice is you can go out to dinner or drinks and uh, meet friends and catch an Uber to the ferry, take the ferry over, hit up the restaurants, the shows, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Date night. Yeah. Why not? Hit the single scene if you're single. I just want to preface that if you're single. (laughs) (laughs) But it's a nice alternative to having to drive all the way around. I believe it's a lot quicker. Oh, I would think. yeah, Yeah, than taking all the highways or dealing with traffic. So those are some options you have for commuting around the area. And I mean, I highly suggest
1: exploring downtown Tampa.
0: You know what else we have? We have the cable car system within Tampa City. I don't Limits. think I've ever actually seen the cable car, though. I saw one that actually ran into somebody. <gasps> it ran into a car, not a person. It ran into a car, or she she stopped on the... This was during the this Military, is, women's, yes, conference. The military yes. women's Conference. Yes, the Military Women's Conference. I didn't get a chance to yeah. see it, but
1: I did hear about it.
0: Nobody was hurt, by the way, which is why we're kind of light about it. It was so unexpected, but this person had stopped on the track. And the, the, I mean,
1: the car just it bumped them. I mean, what are you going to do?
0: Yeah it it knocked that um it knocked the cable car out of service temporarily it caused quite a congestion moment <laughs> like downtown Tampa needed more congestion right And by the way, Military Women's Conference, we're going to have a whole other episode that just discusses parades, parties, festivals, conferences that you can attend here. That's going to be in the future. Stay tuned. But for commute, I think we covered... Oh, trains. We didn't talk about trains. Oh, yes. The Winter Park of Orlando. Yes. So for those of you who don't know me, my daughter actually is a college student and she goes to school in the Orlando Winter Park area and she was able to take an Amtrak from Tampa, to school and back and come home for the weekends and Winter Park is beautiful um, it'd be a great day trip for somebody Ooh. to do yeah
1: without driving
0: without it's driving fun. you can hop on the train the train um, station there is in downtown um, it's very reminiscent of actually Carmel California that always that's what it reminds oh, I've me. never been yeah now it's- if I ever go I feel
1: like I have <laughs>
0: Something like that. Anyways, trains are an option. So definitely check out your Amtrak schedule and see what the options are. And I believe there's a train that actually goes up to D.C., but I don't know that it leaves out of Tampa. So it's something to explore. And they have a a car commuter also where you can park your car on the train and go. That would be awesome. It would. So you'll have to see exactly which station that goes to. I'm I'm not saying it goes to the Tampa one. (laughs) Do your research. Do your research. But Amtrak is conveniently located. And I think it's fairly centrally located for all parts of Tampa of a bay, right off the Salmon Expressway. I do love
1: the Salmon.
0: Yes, except during rush hour. But everywhere during rush hour is difficult. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) On on that note, we're going to sign off from the commute conundrum, and if you guys have any questions, suggestions, feel free to mark it in the comments or send us a message, or stay tuned, because we have more episodes coming that are going to have more information. Talk to you soon. Bye! Thank you for listening to So You're Moving to Tampa Bay. If you would like to connect with Iris and Trish, you can find them on Facebook at the So You're Moving to Tampa Bay Facebook page or connect via the So You're Moving to Tampa Bay Facebook group. They look forward to welcoming you home.